Hey, my name's Jamie Poisson, and I'm the host of Frontburner. It's the CBC's daily news podcast. And every day we're discussing the big events and fault lines shaping Canada and the world. Politics, economics, social movements, you name it. Sometimes we even talk about really fun stuff like the enduring relevance of Lord of the Rings. You can hear Frontburner on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Ian Hanna-Mansing. Welcome to Checkup's Ask Me Anything podcast. And today you're about to hear our AMA about kids, COVID, RSV, and flu. You could hear the coughs, you could hear the sneezes, you can hear what both of my kids have pretty much throughout most of the classroom. We're bracing for another uh, winter like last winter where a number of kids needed to be hospitalized with RSV. We're certainly hoping not to see that again this year, but that's what we're preparing for. This is sort of going to be the new norm going forward, that we're going to have this level of infection. The so-called triple-demic is back. The flu season has officially begun, according to the Public Health Agency of Canada. And COVID and RSV are circulating right now. The worst cases, of course, ending up in emergency rooms. Departments in Ontario, Quebec and Alberta are reporting long wait times. And with holiday gatherings right around the corner, that's the focus of this week's Ask Me Anything. Our AMA guest is Dr. Anna Banerjee, a pediatric infectious disease specialist at the University of Toronto's Faculty of Medicine and the Dalla Lana School of Public Health. And Dr. Banerjee answered your questions about kids, COVID, RSV and flu. Here are a few highlights from the show. Dr. Banerjee, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. This uh, respiratory illness season has been described by some doctors as the new normal. How, how does this so-called triple-demic compare to, to what you saw in your practice and, and uh, you know, talking to other doctors, what we saw this time last year? Oh, last year, I don't think it was comparable. Last year, we had babies and children flying all over the province, and I think it was the worst uh, respiratory season, I think, in in history. Now it's it's bad, it's increasing, but we're a little bit more prepared. So I'm hope, hopeful that it won't be as bad as last year. And, and what are you seeing right now uh, in terms of when you see patients when you go to the hospital? We're seeing all of them, uh, RSV, influenza and COVID. Dr. Banerjee, if, if, if someone who's listening has a kid who is sick with some sort of respiratory illness, they, they don't know exactly what they have, um, how should the parents approach holiday gatherings? So if the child is sick right now before the holiday gatherings, I would just say, keep that kid home. You know, you don't want other people to get what that child has. Um, you know, it's if closer to the holidays. Again, if a child is really sick, they should be kept at home because there might be an elderly grandparent there or a, a newborn baby, et cetera, and that child could spread that, the viruses right now. So we don't know what it's going to be like in two weeks, what the hospital situation is like, but I think it's better to keep someone sick home. You know, before COVID, uh, we were dealing with flu season and, uh, and RSV to an extent, and uh, I don't know. I don't know that if, if people were as uh, vigilant about 
watching for those things and acting based on it. And I'll bet you their parents who now, if their kid comes down with something, might think, well, gee, you know, is it COVID? And if it isn't COVID, we're okay. How, how, how significant is it uh, for your, you know, to, to change your, the way you deal with your kid and, and social gatherings uh, if it's COVID as opposed to RSV or, uh, or the influenza? So, so depending on the age group, all of them can cause significant health issues. Uh, so RSV tends to be for the younger kids, uh, influenza and COVID. Again, it tends to, to target the older people. But nowadays, when a child comes in with a respiratory virus and a fever, often they're not being tested. So does it really matter if it's COVID versus RSV? Um, in some ways, no, because we should be doing public health measures for all of it. Um, and we know that some of the testing is not that accurate. So I think that you just assume the worst case scenario that that child has something infectious, you know, especially if they have a fever and you don't want that child to spread it among other people. You can say, well, it's going around the schools and that's true, but there are, you know, it depends on where you're going. There may be other children or family members or um, co-workers, et cetera, like friends of family that are vulnerable. So I would try uh, now if a child is sick, especially with the fever, just to keep them home. And it doesn't really matter if it's influenza, RSV or COVID. Dr. Banerjee, uh, l- let's talk about vaccines for a moment. I think some people have kind of lost track of what vaccines they should be giving their kids and what those vaccines are good for. W- w- what's the state of vaccinations right now when we look at these three things, flu, RSV, and COVID? So for COVID, they have the bivalent vaccine, which is uh, the original strain plus the Omicron and XBII. It's hard to keep uh, track mm-hmm. of all the alphabet, but the, the bivalent strain is really what what the kids should have because uh, the older vaccine uh, is matched to the original strain and things have changed. So I really would recommend that if you haven't been vaccinated and you want to get together with a bunch of people to get the COVID vaccine, the bivalent, the newer strain that's been out since about October. Um, As far as um, influenza, influenza vaccine, you can give it to kids uh, six months and above, just like the the COVID vaccine. Um, So I recommend that again, if you don't want your kid to have a viral respiratory illness in the middle of the holiday season, then it's a good time to get them vaccinated now if they're not. Now, RSV, there is no vaccine for young children. The recently licensed vaccine is for uh, older people um, and mainly people in um, retirement homes, senior homes, etc. Because RSV to you and I, uh, to most of us, would just be a cold. You know, we just, it's not a big deal for most people mm-hmm. and um, majority of people like about 50% of the population will get RSV in a typical year. Uh, you addressed some of what our uh, first caller wants to ask about but let's go to that call and uh, a little bit of overlap is not necessarily a bad thing. Donald Protz is in Thunder Bay. Hi Donald. Hi Ian. Um, hi doctor. Hi. Um, um, my question is about a problem my wife and I are having with uh, getting an RSV vaccination. Uh, it was approved in Ontario for use uh, in August, and uh, the Thunder Bay District Health Unit told me last week that it's still not available for free um, until January sometime. Uh, otherwise, if I wanted it now, it would cost us about $290 each. 
yeah. we've got all our vaccinations for everything, uh, shingles, uh, pneumonia, virus, uh, um, you know, seven uh, 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 COVID uh, shots, uh, our, our high-dose flu, and so on. But we'd like to get that one. Uh, but but uh, we find that the government, I mean, you said you were lobbying a lot, but we find that the government is pretty slow in uh, coming across with with the funding, according to the Thunder Bay Health Unit. They're a little slow in coming across with the funding for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, older right. adults. Uh, and, 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 and Donald, do you have a question for Dr. Banerjee? Uh, the question is, um, uh, how much lobbying do you need to do or are... Are you finding that there's a problem with with getting the the governments to to respond, uh, you know, for the sake okay. of our health? Yeah. All right. So, Dr. Banerjee, I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable situation talking about government policy, but uh, is is there? Yeah. What, yeah. You can weigh in. So, um, so the RSV vaccine is really for um, people who are compromised and adults right now, like mainly seniors, because. If I don't know what your how old you are, what kind of underlying health conditions are, but for most people, it's just a cold. It's it's a viral illness. It's a common respiratory virus. So they're trying to target the people that are at higher risk. Now, as far as government and policy, I, I'm actually very um, familiar with that because we have a petition on Change.org called fair medicine, where we've been trying to get the RSV antibody to the Inuit babies that have the highest rate of RSV in the world. Um, and we have a quarter of a million signatures, and yet it hasn't happened. But, you know, it's it's not just lobbying. It's also the governments uh, looking at the data and trying to decide where they're going to put the money. If, for most people, RSV is a mild condition, they may decide not to, but mm-hmm. not to publicly fund it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate right now. It's about $290 a dose. Let's go to Chris Lozon, who's in Mont-Tremblant, Quebec. Hi, Chris. Hi. Uh, what's your question for Dr. Banerjee? Well, I, I'm, I work at, the, at a ski school, an international ski school, and, and we see people from, well, all over the world because it's an international ski school. Uh, and I, I get the flu like three, four times a, a season. And I, I'm assuming it's just because it's different variants. Uh, you know, coming from, you know, everywhere from Mexico to Great Britain. So I think I'm just seeing a bunch of different variants. Uh, All right, and and Chris. I'm thinking about getting an air filter. I've asked yeah. for an air filter, and I'm wondering if the doctor down there knows yep. about these air filters. Yeah, I, I'm going to bring uh, Dr. Banerjee into this in just a moment. But Chris, one question for you before I do that. Do you get the flu shot? Uh, I got the COVID shot. I I don't usually get the flu shot, no. Okay, interesting. All right, uh, you can stay on the line in case uh, Dr. Banerjee has any follow-ups. Uh, but Dr. Banerjee, lots there. Uh, jump in. So um, when he says the flu uh, three to four times a year, it's not necessarily what we... we call the flu. Flu is influenza. It's a very specific virus. So probably what he's getting is flu-like illness Mm -hmm. several times a year. And part of the risk for him is just, again, being exposed to a number of people, not, you know, one group, but there's a whole bunch of people coming through. So the more people you're exposed to, the more likelihood there could be of, of being exposed. But it's not specifically influenza unless you're tested. And that would be very unusual for one person to get 
influenza several times a year. Air filters, I think that's a good idea if you can get a air circulation uh, air filters to, uh, again, reduce the exposure to these viruses. All right, Chris, thank you very much for your call. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman, host of the CBC podcast, The Dose. Each week, we answer health topics in a smart and sometimes counterintuitive way you won't hear anywhere else. Like, what's the least amount of exercise I can do to get the benefits? Which psychedelics can improve my mental health? And how can I check for cancer if I don't have a family doctor? Top experts help me bring you what you need to know in plain language in about 20 minutes. Find The Dose on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go from Mont-Tremblant to Ottawa. And Sheldon Laflamboise is uh, is calling us. Hi, Sheldon. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate yeah, it. sorry to hear that you you have a nine-year-old son in hospital What uh, with RSV. What, what's your question for Dr. Banerjee? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, so more, take this more as like a fact-finding mission. Um, so my son started getting a weird leg pain. And at the same time, he broke a fever and had cold symptoms. He got over that pretty quickly. But since then, he can't walk. Uh, he's trembling. He's falling down. It's pretty brutal and very hard to see his parents. Sorry, you can get a little that thing about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so he ended up testing RSV positive when he got to the hospital. And I'm curious if there's any increased rate. I think it's uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, or is RSV too new for that sort of thing? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of just curious what the odds are of having that sort of complication. Uh, we're fully vaccinated. We got our COVID and RSV vaccine uh, two weeks prior to that, too. So it was, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting ride. Yeah, sorry to, sorry to hear all of that. Dr. Banerjee? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. It, might, it must be frightening. Um, so Guillain-Barre is um, something that's not completely understood, and it's like an autoimmune process, an inflammatory process. And sometimes you can have children that have, or adults that can have muscle aches and even paralysis. Uh, for most cases, it reverses over a period of time, but it's pretty frightening. It could be associated with viruses, a, a lot of different viruses. It can be associated with vaccines. Um, A lot of times you don't know what the trigger is, but it's an auto, most people think of it as an autoimmune phenomena. He he actually had um, HSP. Uh, It's like he knocked Shemaine apart. We had bad luck (laughs) over the last five years uh, when he was four. Um, Any association with that or is it just like a rolled really bad luck with autoimmune type issues? Um, I'm not sure if there is anything... uh, tying them specifically together, but they're both sort of inflammatory um, autoimmune or vasculitis kinds of conditions, and there may be a link, um, but I'm not 100% sure if if there is in this case. Sheldon, thank you for calling. Yeah, and as I say, we we definitely uh, feel badly. Hopefully things uh, turn around for you. Uh, Amana Kadir is in St. John's, Newfoundland. Hi, Amana. Hi. Hi, uh, I know you have questions for Dr. Banerjee, and give us a little bit of background about uh, what's happening in your home. Oh, yeah. The, I have a five-year-old daughter. She's going to daycare, and uh, she brought, uh, she, you know, came home with, uh, it looks like cold. And um, and then uh, we got, and also I have a baby, one month, uh, one month old baby, and uh, he also got. And now my question is, 
she is feeling better now. Last week, the whole last week, she stays home and she looks like, uh, you know, I don't know. The question is, what's the parameters like uh, or some assessment criteria to send back her to daycare because uh, she's absent for one week and uh, and that, uh, how do we know? Like, still I got it also, my, you know, our baby got it. Oh, yeah. There's a high chance she's infected, but what? How do we send her back? Like, yeah, that, 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 that's that's a really interesting question, Amanda. Thank you for for asking it. And Dr. Banerjee, if I understand the question correctly, uh, his uh, his daughter comes home with some sort of illness at daycare. It's bad enough to have her uh, home for a week. How does he assess? At what point, uh, and his daughter's feeling better now, at what point, how does he assess when his daughter, is, it's kind of safe for her to go back to daycare? So before COVID, it used to be, you know, uh, one or two days after the symptoms resolve. Um, but uh, when COVID came, originally it was 10 days at your home because I thought that was the, the transmission period. And then it was five days. But usually if someone is symptomatically better now, because we don't know what virus it is. We don't know if it's COVID, RSV. There's a whole bunch of other viruses. And we know that in daycare, there's a lot of kids with viruses. So uh, usually, you know, five to seven days, you know, if, if this child is home for a week, it should be fine for mm-hmm. them to go back. I mean, as time goes by, they become less and less infectious. And you have to find a balance between keeping a child at home and having them go to school. Mm-hmm. So usually it's, you know, no more fever. You don't want to send a, a kid to school with fever and the symptoms uh, more or less resolving. Debbie White is on the phone from Winnipeg. Hi, Debbie. Hi there. And uh, what's your, my call. Yeah, you're really welcome. What's, what's your question? So I have three kids. They're uh, six, eight, and 10. And last year, um, I tried to get their COVID boosters and we ended up getting the flu vaccine just because of supply issues. And that worked out fine, actually. And I'm just wondering if there's um, a priority between the two this year um, or if they should be getting them simultaneously. Great question, Debbie. Dr. Banerjee? I would say get them both. Um, yeah. The COVID vaccine, again, now it's the updated bivalent vaccine, so the original and the one that's more compatible with the circulating strains. So COVID is can be really significant for other people. And, and influenza, if you're going, often pharmacies will, will do both at the same time. And if you do it now, then you could probably have better protection for the actual holiday season. So it's a good thing to do to keep your kids and your friends and family safe. Great. Debbie, thank Debbie, you. yeah, thank you for the call, Dr. Banerjee. We have less than a minute, but a really important question for you, and that is for parents who are listening, at what point, if they have a sick kid, should they think about, as they worry about how sick their kid is, uh, They were, at what point should they be taking their kid into the hospital? So um, right now, a lot of hospitals are overwhelmed, and they're saying, really, don't come in unless you're really sick. But uh, high fever, that doesn't go away. Lethargy, difficulty breathing, rapid labored breathing. Um, if they're not drinking um, or peeing um, or if their color is off, like if they look uh, dusky or, you know, uh, cyanotic, meaning their oxygen levels are, are dropping, anything like that is very, very concerning and you should go to the emergency department. If your child has a fever and a runny nose and a cough, you don't need to go to the emergency department. It's a viral illness. Um, it doesn't matter if it's influenza or COVID, they'll get better unless there's something else going on. Really good advice, Dr. Banerjee. Thank you very much for coming in. 
My pleasure. Dr. Anna Banerjee is a pediatric infectious disease specialist at the Dalla Lana School of Public Health and the school's Faculty of Medicine. That was a portion of Cross-Country Checkup's AMA about kids, COVID, RSV, and flu. Dr. Anna Banerjee is a pediatric infectious disease specialist at the University of Toronto's Faculty of Medicine and the Dalla School of Public Health. If you'd like to hear our full two-hour edition of Cross-Country Checkup, you can stream the podcast on CBC Listen. You can also share comments or appear on a future show by going to cbc.ca slash aircheck. I'm Ian Hanna-Mansing. Thanks for listening. The next live edition of Checkup airs on CBC Radio, CBC News Network, and CBC News Explore next Sunday. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.